jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Well, here we are on another whatever day it is. I don't know days anymore because we've been doing things on different days this week than the schedule I have gotten used to. In the last six months of my solitary confinement. <laughs> Spider Woman of Alcatraz over here. <laughs> so switching days for things has really messed me up. I haven't been sleeping. Um, I really haven't. I've been sleeping really poorly. Literally, we we switched things by like one day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And hell has broken loose. Honestly, it feels like we, you know let in something that we shouldn't have let in it's been invited in right oh and so it was was a mistake shifting that calendar (laughs) (laughs) it really was honestly this it's just been a really strange week i don't know what days are happening when they're happening and i told you before the only thing Exciting that's happened to me all week is that uh, earlier today I had a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's Nicole not a euphemism. <laughs> oh, not that's a euphemism. not a euphemism. Not a euphemism either. It was just a pickle thing. I went in and I had myself a pickle. Uh, I had a spicy dill, if you know what I mean. Why don't you come to my room and have a hot mama pickle with me sometime? <laughs> I love Pickle Mae West. She's my yeah. favorite. <laughs> I was picturing her in the little hat and stuff. Yes. And like, like the stork. Yes, but there's like little gherkins around it, <laughs> like lining it. Because she's Pickle Mae West. Right, duh. Her boa is made of pickles. Just <laughs> <laughs> pickles swaying in the breeze. <laughs> she smells like vinegar wherever she goes. <laughs> What is that stench? <laughs> oh, it's Pickle Mae West. <laughs> oh, there she is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's a good week. That's where we're at. Yeah, pretty much. My house is not on fire yet. <laughs> right. <That's laughs> the entire West fair. Coast is, or the entire uh, West Wing of the Manor, of the Gaylord's Manor, is on yeah. fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, fun. I, I dropped the, uh, you know, the doors, the fire doors. So it's you not did. coming over here. You did. The blast doors were a good investment. They, I, they I, really I thought you were being a little reactionary when you bought them, but yeah, no, it's uh, it was a good investment. Yeah, you know, I... you're on your own. So. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Thank <laughs> you. I'll be over here with my pickle blower. I. <laughs> Yeah, there's just you and your May West pickle routines over in the east wing of the manor. Reclining on one of the, like a fainting couch with the pickle boa wrapped around me, one end in my mouth. (laughs) The other end dangling free, thank you. As you burn alive, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So we're not doing. 
show this week, Anthony? <laughs> this is actually a really uh, uh, <laughs> smart allegory for what's happening in the United States as a whole. In class <laughs> dis- disarray. <laughs> Honestly, call me Pickle Marie Antoinette. You know? <laughs> Let them eat pickles. Let them eat pickles. <laughs> Things worked out fine for her. Yeah. Yeah. Everything so. will work fine for Pickle Mae West. Yeah. <laughs> She's preserved with all that vinegar. That's right. You know, one time I did, after I polished off, I love pickles apparently, after I polished off a jar. Oh, oh yeah? Uh, it had like, you know, at least half. It was all the pickle juice. And I thought to myself, surely I can do something with this. So I kept it for... I don't know, months. And then finally I was like, what are you doing, Stacey? <laughs> <laughs> and I got rid of it. <laughs> I don't know, like, what craft I thought I was going to, if I was going to make my own pickles with it. or Like, I have no idea what the plan was, but I was like, I'm going to do something with this pickle juice. Could you pickle teenies? Like, a little, like, instead of olive oh, juice? Oh, see? Now you're talking. See, that's the kind of thing I should have thought of, but I didn't. Gherkin garnish. Gherkin, just a little light spritz. (laughs) Right? Now and then, for when I want, like, to be reminded of pickles. (laughs) (laughs) Which is always. Which is always, right? Have you ever done the hot mama pickle or, like, the the wacky pickles that come in, like, the red (laughs) goo? What? There's like there's those like upscale pickles that you get at convenience stores and shit. Artisan pickles. Uh, thank you, artisanal. And <laughs> you get the pickle in the weird jar or in the special like single use bag, but they're like filled with like brine and like weird juices, and sometimes they're red. Oh heavens no! Or a pickled egg. Do you ever do that? No, I've never done a pickled egg. I, it's I, it I, I only exists for horror movies. I think. <laughs> It only exists for horror, like, I mean, it's a, it feels like a dive bar thing, like a real dive bar, not a hipster dive bar, but like, right? Like Walter Matthau in Earthquake? Yeah. Pickled egg. But I just, I don't like foods in jars. We've talked about this, how I didn't like a buffet, the pube buffet. (gasps) Oh, yeah. To me, is a jar a communal food jar? Like, have you ever heard three words that don't belong together as much (laughs) it's like a contained trough exactly that you reach in you have to physically insert into the uh, enclosure yeah can you imagine ever taking a lid off a jar of eggs in brine (gasps) and reaching your hand in (laughs) and grabbing an egg and Bringing it to your gaping mall. Oh! <laughs> no, maybe in the apocalypse. Sliding it down your gullet. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. I don't even. So, think... Someone out there is getting turned on by this. Someone out there is is just gushing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think Pickle Mae West would go for a pickled egg, and she loves no. pickles. Right. She's a wash in vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> she has clothing. Made out of pickles, obviously. Pickle skin? (laughs) Her shoes are pickle skin. She's making a pickle suit. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah, was she a big girl? (laughs) She's a great big girl. Briny? (laughs) Briny? Oh, yeah. 
Yes. Was she a great? She was a great big pickle person. Yes, sir. She was. She was a deal. <laughs> yes, sir. She she was a gherkin. <laughs> what did he say to you in the next room? Multiple migs. He said, "I can smell your gherkin." <laughs> I myself cannot. <laughs> no, you smell of. Gina Day after Pops Flash. <laughs> it's never that. <laughs> L'air du temps. That's L'air du temps. L'air du temps. Sil- <laughs> Silence of the Lambs with May Pick with Pickles. <laughs> a Pickle May West production. <laughs> well, do we need to give out our mailing address for our Pulitzer Prizes? <laughs> for our fan club. Yeah, and our, our Peabody Awards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, anyway. I will say, if you can tell, the state of the country is destroying us <laughs> and of the world. There's nothing left. Um, I, Like I have mentioned, I am encased in smoke. It looks like mustard gas outside. Um, and I just want everyone to know... That if you want to do your support to help, you can Venmo me. You can cash app me. Oh. <laughs> uh, my my at my handle is dear God, please vote for Biden Harris. <laughs> <laughs> we will still strive to bring you pickle content because we know what makes the people happy. Mm-hmm. But maybe we just won't be on fire <laughs> when we do it. That might be nice. Maybe we could go outside. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> For one reason or another. There's so many reasons why we can't go outside anymore. It's you so said nice. that immediately my first reaction is to start crying. So, yeah. <laughs> so things are going swell. Yep. Uh, clearly it hasn't affected the quality of content that we bring to our wonderful listeners. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. We're just... Uh, top form as always. Our laughometers are coming in oh. solid at purple, so yep. Mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> Everything's golden. Our jars of brine are full of eggs. <laughs> oh god! What do as you think they, they taste like? Oh, is it like a hard-boiled egg, but just vinegar? Probably. I feel like only I feel like eat like only the wrong turn people eat them. not wrong turn the guy from house of wax the brother that's like Mm. has the roadkill pit right 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 i feel like that's target pickled egg audience love house of wax it's a good movie i mean i know we've talked about it on here but it's one of those movies that i'm starting to get a little itchy about it like i have too what i would want and maybe it's just because that paris hilton documentary is coming out very very soon it could and be. I'm excited for that, but that maybe got me thinking about House of Wax, but I'm like, I kind of want to watch House of Wax again. I think, has it had an anniversary or something? I feel like it's been in the zeitgeist. People have been talking about it. It could just be that Paris, the air of Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Hmm. But uh, instead, I haven't really been watching much of anything except for Gaylord's stuff, so. I've just been watching every Asian horror film ever made. Yeah, you have gone... All in. I love I kind, it. I kind of have too, honestly. Uh, yeah, but you're. I have... <laughs> hmm? You're not still watching the Ring films, at least, right? No, no, I left that. Uh, <laughs> Unlike last me. 
Yeah, no, I've been, um, besides the Gaylord stuff, I've been walking down those whispering corridors. Oh, I need to check them out. That series, that, that series is fantastic. And you said Um, it's sad. The first movie said they're all kind of sad in their own way. Yeah, but they're really good. And they're gay, right? Um, one of them is gay. Like, as gay. (laughs) (laughs) As gay as it's gonna get for, like, South Korea in 2004 or whatever. But they all have overtones. Like, that line, especially when it's girls... I think we've talked about this on the yeah. show frequently. Like, the line between friendship and romantic relationship is often blurred. And it's a little blurred in a lot of them, but there's one that's that's gay. Yeah. Memento Mori is the gay one. Really not Whispering Corridors, even with that title, which is so gay. Yeah, I know. Whispering Corridors. <laughs> they stare down each Ooh. other, down the corridor. Right. Uh, but I think the Whispering Corridors movies. I think aside from the movie that we're going to talk about today, I think are the finest horror movies that South Korea has to offer. Ooh, I can't wait to check them out. They're all, I added them to my canopy queue. They're all on there. So South Korea, that's like one note that I took watching Tale of Two Sisters last night. Oh, I wrote down South Korea knows what's up. South Korea is, like, pretty fucking rad, right? Yeah, they know horror. I also watched that uh, hashtag alive. Oh, yeah. Which is on Netflix right now, a new South Korean zombie movie, which was very entertaining. You said it was, like, um, uh, Shades of Busan. Shades of Busan. The zombies are very Busan-esque, if you will. And it has that same kind of feel, like, some emotions. Just a very entertaining movie. Oh, I need to see it. Uh, it's rad that you think to yourself, zombies, oi. And then South Korea comes out with these two movies that, you know, Busan and Hashtag Alive. Not the Busan sequel, I've heard that's not very good. Peninsula? Yeah. It looks bad. Yeah. It just looked like, how can we take a what was a really great movie and make a sequel that does everything that every other zombie action movie has ever done? Right. Yeah. I'll still see it, probably, because I love the first one. Yeah, I'd probably still check it out just to check it out. I love zombies. I'll just say it. Yeah, but I was just so bored by that trailer. Um, I loved watching A Tale of Two Sisters last night. This was a first-time view for me. I'd been waiting for you to see this one. It's such a good movie. I've been waiting for me to see this one, and we've talked about this leading up. It's like... I spent years standing in the movie aisle at whatever video store or DVD emporium or trade-in shop, what have you. And I always stare back when you see those little logos that said, what? Tartan Asia Extreme. And I would stare at that cover of those, the family portrait, like American Gothic family portrait with those two little dead hatcheted girls on the cover. There's blood everywhere. And I always said, I need to see this. This looks like the pinnacle. For whatever reason, because this movie is now apparently 17 years old. Jesus Christ. I have been staring at that cover for 17 years and saying I need to see this movie because it looks amazing. I've only heard how amazing it is. I saw the movie finally. It turns out it is the pinnacle and it is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. Yeah, it is. I would like to have a moment of reverent silence for Tartanasia Extreme. Oh. I know that standing for a label like that 
shows you that I'm not a millennial, right? I'm not a Zoomer. That's right. I have brand loyalty to Tartan Asia Extreme. If I was in a store and I saw Tartan Asia Extreme on a DVD, I would get that DVD. I don't even care what the movie's about, okay? It's good enough for me. She loves her brands. She loves her... <laughs> I love Nike. Nike. Right. She loves uh, <laughs> Vogue toilet paper. I love Louis Vuitton. She loves Louis Vuitton. She loves Grey Poupon. She loves Tartan <laughs> yeah. Asia Extreme. I mean, there were there are some labels like that that uh, you know what I mean. Record labels used to be like that. Oh once yeah. Upon a time. If I saw a four AD record, I was like, well, I'm gonna get this. I mean, well, comparably, like for me today, that's like a, an Arrow video release. Right. Or like a Kino Lorber or something. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And there will be a Criterion. Like, they're brands in their own way, right? It's kind of yeah, similar. Yeah, or Severin or something. Like, at yeah. least, you know, <clears throat> the ones that feel a little more curated. Yeah. You know, I'm not, like, jerking off over a Warner Brothers video or something. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a great big fat DVD. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she was a bigger DVD. <laughs> Yeah, she was a laser disc. (laughs) (laughs) Frederica Bimmel, lady laser disc about town. You know what her best friend's name was? Stacy. Oh my god. Do I get a thrill every time I watch Silence of the Lambs and Jodie Foster says, Stacy. And I'm like, <gasps> oh, you need to change your voicemail so that when it says <laughs> the, the audio clip where you're saying you say your name, yeah. you have Jodie Foster say it. Why have I never done that? I don't know, Stacey. You have reached Stacy. <laughs> it's like we're practically married being Jodie Foster. <laughs> Anyway. Well, uh, but anyway, I love Tartanese Extreme, and even now, I check the aisles at the used DVD place, and if I see one that I haven't seen, I just snap it up. Because that's like, back then, right, it was like a guarantee of quality and of a hot, new, thrilling horror film that you have never seen that will blow your mind. All these movies, right, they brought them over for us. Uh, and they're still, like, the pretty much for a lot of those movies, it's still the only release. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm learning is these, you're working with, if you can find some of these movies, some of them you can only find on YouTube. Yeah. Some of them you have to go with, like, an ancient DVD, an antique DVD, a Tartan Asia Extreme. You're lucky if you find a Blu-ray or better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know what or better would be, but you're lucky. Yeah. Like, over here, they just haven't really been re-released at all. It's like how so. Neroy is a fucking bootleg of a bootleg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> streaming on Shudder. Yeah. Like, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. So some of them are available. Like, Shudder's got a lot of these movies available. Mm-hmm. Um, Arrow has done some upgrading. Like, they put out Pulse. They put out Dark Water. Um, they've re-released stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tale of Two Sisters is on Shudder. People should watch it. If you haven't seen it, once again, I say don't listen to this until you've seen it if you care about watching this movie. There are twists. There is inner psychological turmoil. Up is right. Mm. Up is right. Left is down. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 
it's dogs and cats are getting married dogs and cats get married and then uh jerry falwell is still complaining about something and then another fire breaks out another fire breaks out we're all covered in mustard and pickled eggs (laughs) yeah so it's on shutter check it out i for old time's sake fired up the dvd Oh, yeah. Just because, you know, just to make it a pain in the ass. But I get the, that label really does just take me back to a fun time where there were all of these movies to discover. See, so, for me, I I appreciate your sentimentality, your nostalgic spirit. Um, mm. For me, though, it was really Dimension Extreme mm. was what got, <laughs> I would see a Dimension Extreme title. I'd say, now that's going to be a good movie. Mother of Tears. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> some of them, though, like Dimension Extreme did put out some good stuff. They put out Inside. Were there good ones? Oh, okay, you're right. Inside was good. Um, I believe Dimension Extreme put out the released over here, the fourth movie in the Whispering Corridors. Really? I'm pretty sure it was It just, it yeah. felt like they didn't have an identity. Because <laughs> it would right. be like, like, it would be like Seed of Chucky, great. And then it would be like Whispering Corridors. But then it would also be like pulse two and three american straight to video remakes yeah like that's where they sent all their off brand like what would today be like corona zombies they just sent all of that to get released through dimension extreme but then also really good stuff that you otherwise couldn't find well that happened there were so many there was what else was there in that era there was the eight films to die for Oh, yeah. That would come out every year. And, like, one um, was which good. <laughs> one was good. I mean, like, they fucking put out Lake Mungo was one of their releases. That is still shocking to me. Yeah. That's, like, the Psycho 2 of the... <laughs> yeah. And they put out Reincarnation, also, that we talked about on the uh, Noroi episode was uh, Eight Films to Die For. Which is also in my pile of uh, movies to watch this week. That's a good little movie. Yeah. I need to watch that one again. There was Ghost House, the one from Sam Raimi, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember them? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was was an interesting time to be a horror fan. It was mostly the bro era, but there was some stuff. A lot of it was bro-fueled, but that's true. There was a willingness to get all this exciting new stuff out there, and uh, we were all all so starry-eyed to see all these brand new titles on this new video format. Right, DVD. <laughs> there were just—it was just interesting that there were little boutique labels, and then once everything switched to streaming, it's like, yeah, people st- obviously people still buy Blu-rays and stuff like that, but it's that's much seen as more of a niche thing. Yeah, where people are just like, well, I'll just stream it. Like, where is it available? So the boutique labels aren't as popular yeah. as they were, I guess. Yeah. But that said. Get that DVD, everyone. Watch it, and then listen to this. Again, I'm glad that you liked this movie. There is always the... I'm just, you know, I live in constant anxiety. What if Anthony doesn't like this movie that's so good? (laughs) (laughs) Then what? You know? And it comes out on the air. We're just like, okay, we're recording. What a wonderful day here at Gaylord's Manor. And then I'm like, this masterpiece. And you're like, I didn't like <laughs> I thought it was terrible. <laughs> this movie stinks. A Tale of Two Sisters is a family reunion you can leave me out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How could I not love it? It's got, it's got so many of my favorite parts, uh, components to a storyline. It has wicked stepmothers. 
Yeah. Uh, also wicked stepmothers. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Passive-aggressive stepmothers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stepmothers that move in with a family with to be, as a nurse to take care of a dying mother, and then she takes over. <sighs> classic, right? So, like, that is such a classic setup. Like, I know this is comes from a... Like, I guess they were inspired by a piece of folklore from the region. Jianghua hungry on Zhang. Thank you. But that's like, that's like an all over the place classic story, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that one is like, wicked stepmother, uh, loves her three sons, hates the two stepdaughters, mm-hmm. stepdaughters end up dead, the ghosts come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and yeah. I think also, like, in particular too, the nurse caring for the mother that then usurps Mother dies and she becomes the evil mom, right? Mother figure. Mm. Like, I, I can't, I, I've been trying to think of, like, other stories that do that. I feel like there's so many. I know there's a play, Feathers and Teeth, a really great horror play, where that is exact synopsis acts out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I love that. I don't know why I'm so drawn to these stepmothers. Yeah, it's so... Evil. Yeah. Like it's 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 just an extra layer of wicked to the wicked stepmother, mm-hmm. you know, rather than just hating these kids because they're not hers or whatever. It's just like And this movie has so many twists and turns. It really does. Um well, okay. So the movie uh begins in an asylum with a doctor talking to a patient. We don't know what's up, right? No. It's just a brief little flash. You we don't, don't know who she is. And full on. disclosure, you don't know what's up. For, like, an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with yeah. this movie. Yeah. So, Sumi and Suyan come home um, from a stay in the hospital. They've been sick. This is what we're told, yeah. Um, dad is there and the stepmother. And things are pretty tense. The girls clearly don't like the stepmother. Stepmother maybe tries, but kind of tries too hard and has... A short fuse, and there's passive aggressiveness, and things are not going very well. She's a little manic, too. Little manic, taking pills given to her by the dad. There seems to be tension between her and the father. Mm-hmm. Um, he won't sleep in the... He goes into the bed with her until she falls asleep, and then he leaves and goes and sleeps in the living room. Mm-hmm. Things like this. It's a tense house. Meanwhile, the house is also probably haunted. Um, there's a real fucking scary ghost that comes out once in a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the stepmother, Yunju, um... I oh, love her. <laughs> she was so cool, right? <laughs> She's, I, this actress is fantastic in this movie. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, her brother and sister-in-law come over, and it's really weird and tense. Like, they come over for dinner. <sighs> The kids are upstairs, the two girls, um, and it's really a strange dinner. The brother is not happy. They're not speaking, and Yunju is recounting a childhood tale and is, like, on the verge of mania. It is full manic upswing. It's Maria Bamford, Lady Dynamite, full manic upswing. Yeah. She's like, Don't you remember? Don't you remember? Don't you remember what happened? Yeah, remember that time you almost drowned and everyone had a laugh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't remember. Everyone is just silent and staring at her or staring at their food. And she just keeps talking and talking and talking and talking and laughing to herself. And they're just staring at her so uncomfortable. 
Yeah. And then you are staring at them, staring at her. So uncomfortable. (laughs) so awful. And then the sister-in-law suddenly falls out of her chair very violently and seems to have some kind of a seizure. Um, She's shaking and screaming and she vomits and all of this. They leave. Oh, it's been a disaster of a dinner. And in the car, she says to her husband, there was a girl underneath the sink. (laughs) And then we're back in the kitchen and Yoonju, the door to a kitchen cupboard under the sink, opens. And it's an amazing sequence of her investigating what's going on. It's another, like, the the horror sequences in this, the ghost sequences, are really quiet. I love, it's exactly what I want in this kind of sequence, which is, like, quiet, mm-hmm. slow, drawn out, <laughs> and someone is scared, and I am losing my mind in fear. Mm-hmm. It's, well, yeah, and it's, like, how you imagine a, a or not imagine, I don't know, but, like, if you were to experience, like, a noise in your house and you go to investigate it, it would be really slow and there would be lots of trepidation in terms of you approaching it. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I am. Like, I hear a noise and I, like, creep towards that side of the house over the span of 45 minutes <laughs> in the middle of the night. Yeah. As I'm like, I need to figure out what that sound was. I have to be as quiet as possible. What the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. And it, it's very... There's no glitching there's no ghost screaming at you going (laughs) yeah there isn't computer face no like it's oh god it's 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 scary still and unsettling and that's it's it's and it's one of many times that doors cabinets cupboards doors just pop open and just go (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's all i need like i don't need very much you know that's why everybody was jizzing all over the conjuring because like, oh, he actually kind of did that. Mhm. And it's like <laughs> until the witch not... goes, Bruh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked it, turns it but it, it's, it turns and, into a you know. psycho ride. Yeah. Yeah. So the sisters, uh Sumi seems to be more together. Um she's outright angry at her stepmother and her father. Um Suyeon is very quiet, very shy. Um and Sumi suspects that she's being that Young is being abused by <laughs> Yunju. She says, if she's hurting you or whatever, you have to tell me. Like, I will pretend they end up sleeping in the same bed a lot. Uh, Sumi is very protective of her sister. Um, boy, oh boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you even begin to describe even... what happens from there on? Yeah, like, that's the simple part of this movie. Where you're still like, okay, the house is haunted? Is the stepmother evil? Are the kids imagining it? Oh, the stepmother's acting kind of crazy, but so Sumi's kind of acting kind of crazy. Like, what is going on in this house? And besides a photograph of, like, look at, like, of, of, of Sumi going through photographs and, you know, there's this cupboard or wardrobe that everyone has trepidation about. It has someone's clothes hanging in it still. Um, they don't want to see it. They don't, they're not supposed to be near it or they're not supposed to talk about it. And then there's these photographs in it and it has, uh, the portraits of the, the old family. And this is when you see the portrait of the mother that is no longer there. And the nurse who shows up and then all of a sudden as time moves on, there's no more mother in the portraits and it's just the nurse and she, and Mm -hmm. she's mommy now. I'm your mommy now, she says. I wish she said that in this movie. But, um, (laughs) it's, uh. 
you still don't have any of that resolved. Right. Like it, it, and none of that is it ever explicitly explained. Like it's never stated out loud. A lot of the backstory is just told through these visuals of flashbacks or these photographs. And I love that. I love that it's left up to the viewer. And maybe you need to see, like, I, lo- I know a lot of people come out of this movie the first time and they're very confused by it. Mm-hmm. Um, it does reward repeat viewing. Maybe you need to watch it a second time to understand everything that's going on. But I love that so much of it is left up to the viewer mm-hmm. to decide. Like, we, from her just looking at those pictures, that's all you need to put it all together. And understand all of this dynamic. It doesn't have to be like, well, daughter, you know that your mother was sick. And then when you drew fell, came to the house, I <laughs> fell in love with her. Like, Yeah, here's the Silent Hill flashback sequence. Yeah. <laughs> where Alessa yeah. tells me everything that happened. Right. Like, it's just, here's some photographs. And here's a brief clip of film that we see at one point much later. Um, where they're arriving at the house and... Yunju and the father walk inside. You know, I don't like it. I don't like movies that tell me how to think, but I only like <laughs> movies that tell me what is going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I love that it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's elegant storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's very, it's very mature. Very yeah. e- evolved. Yeah. And so, um, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> Yunju has some birds. The birds end up dead, Aww. murdered, little birdies. One of the dead birds is in Suyon's bed. And uh, Yunju sees it and flips out. And he's like, you did this. Really starts uh, abusing Suyon and locks her in the wardrobe that everyone is terrified of. Yeah. Um, Sumi finds like finally like gets her out and oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and the father is like what is going on sumi is like she's abusing us she's abusing suyan how come you can't see this how come you can't see what is happening and what she's doing to this family and finally he is like stop you need to stop this suyan is dead what the what (laughs) i screamed i knew it (laughs) yeah even if you guessed that, I bet you didn't guess the rest, though, did you? I did! You did? This is the well, first well. time I have ever guessed what was going on, but that did not soil the movie at all for me. It just made me feel like an active participant in figuring, in, like, being part of the story, and I enjoyed that. Okay. Yeah. Well, good for you. Look at me. <laughs> so smart. No, because, but that's the thing, is, like, the with all these puzzle pieces that the movie lays out, it's all there. Like, because I was like, okay, why the fuck is there this ghost girl unless there was a third sister? Right. But it's called A Tale of Two Sisters. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was like trying to figure that out. But then that I was like, wait, but then one of the sisters has to be dead. But then is the stepmom even there? Mm-hmm. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. I'm getting ahead. <laughs> no, I mean that's you know, and she's like, you know, Sumi is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best scene in the movie. <laughs> dad, are you? And, are you tripping? What? Yeah, and her dad looks at her and goes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, it turns out that Suyeon is dead. Um, she died a while ago. 
when oh man well the movie keeps going yeah because um, even that isn't set told to us yet we just but, know that she's dead we just know that she's dead meanwhile but then also like it makes you question like is she because why is yunju dragging a huge bloody bag through the house and beating it with a stick uh-huh there's clearly someone inside the bag what the heck is going on? And so finally, Sumi and Yoonju kind of have it out, like a an actual physical altercation. It's called a battle royale. I see. That's Japanese, Anthony. It is, but it's fucking intense. Yeah, <laughs> it is a it is a great fight. It's a great fight. Um, it gets to the point where Yoonju is about to murder Sumi. Um, she's about to smash her with a statue, and the father comes in. And so Yunju escapes upstairs, and Sumi's like, "Oh no!" And then the father goes to talk <laughs> to Yunju. Father goes to talk to Yunju, and she's like, "Where's Sumi? What's going on? Is everything okay?" And he says, "You need to stop now, because it's also not Yunju. It's Sumi who has been fabricating all of this." Yunju isn't there right now. She's kept away while Sumi is home from the hospital. Um, she has just created this reality of her own. This is why the father got out of bed with Yunju. Like, he See, was entertaining her until she fell asleep, and then he would leave. I'd figured out some things, but even when you were describing that scene just a couple minutes ago... yeah. That's when I put that together of like, oh, that's why. And then he got out of bed because he just was sleeping with her until she went to sleep. Yeah. That's why the dinner was so weird because the brother knew it wasn't actually his sister. So they were all just kind of entertaining her to try to help her get better. Um, And she was escaping into this reality that she has made for herself because... Flashback. Um... (laughs) Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, the wardrobe. Yes, Yunju was the nurse who came to live with the family. And yes, she was really mean to the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, the mother was sick or depressed or mentally ill. We don't know. There's bottles of pills. Um, we don't know exactly what was going on, but we can surmise. There's some kind of mental illness probably going on at the least. Um Suyeon opens up the wardrobe and her mother is hanging there. Oh. Having committed suicide, presumably. Um, the body swings, like there's a, you know, things happen and the wardrobe falls over onto Suyeon. She's trapped underneath the wardrobe. Trapped Yoon-ju- with her dead mother's corpse hanging inside it with her. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah, it's awful. Um, Yoonju comes in and sees what's going on and leaves. Uh, Suyeon is clearly still alive. Her hand is moving around and she's whimpering and making noise. Um, and she leaves and runs into Sumi in the hallway. And they have a little bitch off, <laughs> you know, <laughs> basically. Sumi gets is the lippy, you know, young teenager. And Yoonju is, you know, the mean stepmother. Yeah, it's essentially like, I know you're fucking my dad. And she's like, fuck you. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. And so Sumi is like, all I want to do is stay away from you, blah, blah, blah. And Yunju says, you might regret this moment. And she's like, no, I won't. And so she leaves. And 
Suyan dies under the wardrobe. Yeah, she crushed to death. And so Sumi's guilt over that um, has driven her mad, obviously. And she has retreated into this fantasy where she is her sister's protector. Um, and if you notice through the movie how many times she literally ends up with blood on her hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I noticed Absolutely. this whole movie. Because you're like, what's the deal with the fish in the refrigerator where she opens it up and it's like a gross fish that's all splayed and filleted and all that? Yeah. She ends up with blood on her hands. Like, it ha- they get all. why do all three of them get their periods at the same time? Yeah. And she ends up with blood on her hands. Like, it keeps happening. Oh. And so her guilt, she has just, you know. Even when she gets her period, the hand comes down from her Mm-hmm. wall <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh wow the yeah. ghost hand oh my god yeah and so it's it's about you know like they say like how much you want to forget terrible things that have happened to you or that you've done but you can't forget them like they're all yeah. there you know and so sumi ends up at the hospital the real yunju shows up and seems very nice <laughs> right like she seems like a perfectly nice lady but then in the flashback we see that she wasn't um, yeah she was a she was i mean she tries to like she begins to sort of like you think she, when she sees um uh suyan in the under trapped under the wardrobe she panics and she's like it seems like she's just kind of overtaken by how upsetting it is that she leaves and maybe she's gonna get help maybe right well she says to when she runs into sumi in the hallway she says like didn't you hear something like i think it was an opportunity for them to both go in and say like oh no and she could pretend this is the first time she's seeing it yeah yeah i felt like it at maybe at worst she was like did you hear something like she wanted sumi sum, uh sumi. she wanted sumi to have to go and find it yeah. and then she doesn't have to deal with it and right. then that's like her kind of her way of helping Suyan while also retaining a little bit of cruelty and power over Sumi. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she just deny she that's that hints that great line of you're going to regret this moment, mm-hmm. where she's just like, okay, well you're you're calling me a bitch and you don't like that I'm fucking your dad, so I'm not going to tell you that your sister is dying right now in the next room with your dead mother. Oh, it's so awful. That's fucked up, that's man. Really fucked up. <laughs> she's a terrible person yeah um and so after she visits sumi in the hospital and is tries to be very nice to her and all of that she ends up back at the house we think um where the ghost of suyon kills her because the ghost is real because the ghost is real but even that too was also sumi's delusion right that didn't actually yeah that didn't actually happen because you look if you look at the backgrounds and stuff like the picture frames of the wall are empty the wardrobe's (gasps) in a different place so when yunju came to visit her and she had that moment of clarity of like here's this bitch who i know is responsible for it like being (sighs) trying to be nice to me trying to ingratiate herself to me and then she kind of went back into her, like, imaginary world where she could so be she, in control again, and she got her revenge. She punishes her in her mind with the ghost of hers. Yeah. Her... So, so she's they... just living in her mind through this entire movie. That's the thing. That's, I didn't think of it that way. I'm Now I have to rewatch it for many, re- uh, many reasons, including that. Yeah. I had kind of taken it as, like, um, the, I, the ghost was real, 
mm-hmm. on top of everything, on top of also Sumi's like sort of tormented inner state and, and mental state. Um, and I felt like with the with the the sister in law. Was it the sister-in-law, the brother's mm-hmm. wife, or whatever? Yeah, having that like her like her after her after dinner seizure aperitif, like when she was having that moment, and then she talks about where she saw a girl under the kitchen sink. I assume that she really did see that, and there really I was think the she, ghost. I think she did. I think I don't even know if that was a seizure or was it not quite a possession. Like but it's like, look how violently she falls out of that chair. And it basically mirrors when the wardrobe fell on Su Yan. Oh, yeah. It's almost like she's reenacting that, like, beyond her own control. Yeah, and that panic moment of her. The panic moment, and she can't, she's trapped underneath, and her hands are moving the same way, and she vomits. Hmm. Like, all of that. And see, like, I do think there are ghosts. I think, absolutely, this place is haunted. I think that wardrobe is absolutely haunted. But it's like... When Yunju is talking to Sumi in the hospital and Sumi grabs her wrist very violently and won't let go. Oh, yeah. But then she has to let go and they leave. It's like she has no power of any kind. And so then at that point, she kind of goes back into her power fantasy. Like the whole movie is her power fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely her trying to Give give herself at least that much of a happy ending. Yeah, there's like there's like a a connective and actually, oh my god, 2003 too. There's like a kind of a connective thread story wise, or just with some themes and motifs, uh, with like high tension and martyrs. I feel mm-hmm. like that sense of this traumatized person, this like split identity, this dissociation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of that comes through. Yeah. Yeah, very so martyrs she... in the, like, I can't help this person. Like, not, like, living with the guilt of not being able to help the person. Yeah, you, I need, I'm your protector, but I, I've already... But I failed you. Failed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so sad. It's uh, really, really sad. <laughs> just, like, martyrs and high tension in those moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's heavy movie. It's got some scares. The acting is, from everybody, is just... It's... So good. Dad is a useless fucking dick. Yeah. Although I guess it makes sense that he was, like, his behavior makes so much more sense once you understand what's going on. You think he's, he just seems really, like, indifferent to his wife and his daughters. Yeah, when the three of them are having a fucking, like, death match in the kitchen, and it's like, where the fuck? He's just hanging out in his study? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. He's burying a birdcage while the, he's letting these three women tear each other apart. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's like, oh, there's only one woman in the house and she's kind yeah. of at wit's end. And they don't know what to do with her. So they try to, like, they let, like, they have that dinner where they, you know, to try to help her adjust because she just got home from the hospital. They indulge this from time to time. Mm-hmm. But then he reaches a breaking point with it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's real sad. It's sad. But granted, I, so he's terrible. Oh, sure. Uh, but he did initiate everything. <laughs> he did <laughs> have it. I mean, I think they it, they almost leave it up to you to decide whether or not, like, was it a platonic thing? Like, was she just the nurse? Like, there's no incriminating photographs or anything. 
Yeah. I think to me what says, yeah, they were having an affair was that scene where he comes home with her and also her brother and the sister-in-law. Yes. Like, if she was just the family nurse, why would she bring her brother and sister-in-law over? And th- then you get that shot of them at the dinner table and, like, and then as the story be- continues to unfold after that, you see, yeah, I mean, obviously, the the mother's suicide. Yeah. It feels very much that there's a cause and effect thing here. The mom mm-hmm. is reacting to this in a very, I mean, obviously terrible, extreme fashion. And then, and then that's the thing that Sumi is trying to come back from all the way through. I mean, which then led to her sister's death, which led to her unraveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it all ties back to that. But that's I, that's what I really love about this is that it is that is told entirely through visual cues there's no dialogue about it there's no like big chunks of exposition that Mm-mm. explicitly explain every fucking detail and it's so no, much richer for it the closest thing you get is that conversation that really brief conversation between sumi and yunju upstairs when the after the wardrobe has fallen on suyong mm-hmm and, and she's just like, she's like, Sumi even comes out of her room. She says, did you hear that sound or whatever? And Suyan says like, oh, what are you even doing upstairs? My dad isn't up here. Right. And it's like, okay, because, and you put two and two together. Why and even then you could the think, oh, she's just the angry 13 year old who hates this pretty woman yeah. who's in the house. Like there is always that slight sliver of doubt that they inject into everything through yeah. the entire movie. It's like. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Like, what is the reality here? It's just, like, so well put together. Yeah. And and that's also where the that sort of classic motif of this evil stepmother, wicked stepmother kind of thing comes in. And then, like, you, you use the, with the re- revelation of the mother's suicide and these photographs and all of that, we then tie in our own, like understanding of these classic myths and like i mean even like like hamlet or any of that where it's like okay there was one parent now there's this interloper and the other surviving parent right so it's like okay we 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 know yeah (laughs) but then she's so kind to her when she's in the hospital visiting her yeah she's so genuinely kind to her that you start to think like did sumi is this all like a fantasy delusion that she's had like was this like, actually a good person maybe she even made that up just to justify why her mom like maybe it wasn't just because her mom was terminally ill or mentally ill right was what not why she it had to have been the relationship with the nurse yeah because when she does say to her like what are you doing upstairs my dad isn't here she's like what are you talking about yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm and it's very, I mean, it, it does seem to be implied that Yunju, with her visiting her at the end in the hospital, it does seem to be implied that, you know, the, that the dad and Yunju are together. Oh, for sure. Well, there's a, re- I mean, he tells her on the phone, like, stay away. Now's not the time. We just got back. Yeah. But then so. it's also like, but also people connect in moments of intense grief like that. Right. And maybe it, that relationship was fostered and developed after her death. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I do still get with that cue of, like, seeing the brother and the, them coming that in. That, to me, is the big telltale. It it definitely feels like... And I just love that this is all told through images. 
Mm-hmm. But it definitely feels like with that that one shot of them at, coming into the house and everyone's sort of being like, Ugh, when they see the brother-in-law and all them. Yeah. It definitely feels like it's like they were announcing like an engagement or something. Yeah. Or they're like, hey, we saw Stepmom starring Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon, <laughs> and now we're doing that to you. And then the mom just can't take it. Right. Right. Because, I mean, think about it. If, you know, you're married to someone and they're, they need a home nurse for whatever reason, and you have a home nurse, are you going to be like, hey, home nurse, yeah, my wife is dying upstairs, but why don't you invite your brother and sister-in-law over? We'll have some dinner. Yeah, that doesn't happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not a thing. So. What a good movie. What a wackadoo, crazy-ass, extremely well-made Sometimes terrifying. I I still can't get over the like you said the kitchen sink. The kitchen sink thing was great. The wardrobes popping open those. But for me, it was um. I think it's when Sumi's in bed. Oh God, yeah. Was that horrible? <gasps> I screamed. Oh like, my God, that was so scary. The same me that screamed when the when the Buto Pulse Ghost came slowly down the hallway. <laughs> after. Yeah, it was reminiscent of that. Yeah, when in, you just see this, you see the ghost of, it was Suyan's ghost, right? I think it was Suyan. It kind of almost looks more like Sumi to me in that moment, but you see Suyan's ghost and her neck is just like Could have been the mother. The, could have been the mother, you're right. Her neck is just... Co- Actually, it makes sense if it was the but mother. If her neck was... With yeah. the neck cocked to that, like how mm-hmm. she... Also, I'm sorry, since a lot of these movies that we've been watching are new for me... Also, like, this motif, it shows up in Pulse. I feel like it was in one of the rings, I can't remember, but of people hanging themselves, but, like, not in the traditional American way. Mm-hmm. Where people, like, do it in wardrobes or just, like, standing against a wall or crouching. It's really unsettling. Yeah. Not that hanging yourself is ever not unsettling, but it's, right, like, right. visually just even more unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, so then seeing this ghost with this crooked neck from, maybe from hanging herself, just, like... The way she appears in front of that bed and then somehow, like, doesn't even lift her legs up, just, like, levitates, basically, onto the bed. Oh, God. And is just standing there in front. Oh, it's like my nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nightmares. Oh, it's so scary. But that it's also, like, a really affecting, smart, well-made drama while all this awful stuff is happening and there's blood and demon ghosts and... Mm Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It's one of the best. And I should should not be surprised with that because it's also um, Jae Woon Kim who directed I Saw the Devil, which is another great movie. Mm-hmm. It's a tale of Two Sisters. Check it out. Do check it out. Well, with that little beautiful family tale out of the way, Stacy, are you ready to place your head on the chopping block? I've never been readier <laughs> for anything else. Put my pickle up there, baby. Why don't you come upstairs and put my pickle up there sometimes? Oh, why don't you put that pickle on my chopping block? If I <laughs> Gross. Oh. You explain the rules this time. I do a bad job of it. Do what? 
Explain the rules for the chopping block. Oh, explain block. the rules. You don't do a bad job of it. I do. She's terse. She's to the point. The chopping block, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone elsewhere and in between, the chopping block is an extraordinary game in which Stacy and I try <laughs> to keep our heads when faced with trivia in light of the heads they are gender neutral executioner. Um, uh, with the chopping block, we uh, the person who is asked, there's... He's, <laughs> I'm doing better than you. (laughs) You're making it more colorful. You set the scene. I'm like, there's questions and answers. You ask a question, you give an answer. If it's wrong, we cut off your head. Are you ready to play? Stage left, there is a guillotine. Stage right, we have candelabras and fog. Lights Um, up on a pickle. Mae West is holding it. No one understands why. <laughs> Basically, Stacy or I answer questions. The person answering the question gets to choose questions from three different categories. The categories contain five questions total. We have ten seconds to answer each question. And whether if you get it wrong or you exceed the ten seconds, you get your head chopped off by the heads they. To help us counter this process... We do have a lifeline in which we can call out, I want the wig, where we put on Laurie Strode's wig from Halloween H2O to confuse the heads. Halloween 2! From Halloween (laughs) 2 to confuse the heads. She didn't have a wig. She cut all her hair off in that one. That's right. In H2O. Um, And then the heads doesn't know what's going on. You buy yourself 10 more seconds. So you have 20 seconds total to answer the question. If you remember to call out for it. So far, none of us have. Um, uh, That said, who went first last time? You did. I did. So this time you are on the chopping block. I am. Okay, Stacy, you have three categories to choose from. You have old categories because in my smoke haze, I have not written anything new or done anything except lay on my floor and cry. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Your categories are whatever you do, don't stop filming. That's right, it's all about found footage horror films. Your category two is What's My Names? This is uh, dealing with characters that have been recast for sequels. So in this, you have to name both the original and the recast actor. And your third category is, (laughs) let's do this one for fun. What's My Number Part Two? Another number in which you have to guess the sequel number for the described franchise entry, including remakes and the remakes. Oh, brother. That's one that's fun for if you want to add the wig so you can have more time. So your categories are, once again, What's My Names? What's My Number Part Two? Another number. And And Tenet. (laughs) <laughs> and whatever you do, don't stop filming. Well. Think about what could you use the wig for if you need more time. I'm going to do Say My Names. Say My n- Oh, I mean, what is my name? <laughs> you acted kind of shady. Now we're going to have to pay more royalties to Beyonce. <laughs> People, yeah. You don't know, listeners, you don't know how many dollars we have to give Beyonce every week for all the references Stacey throws out there. Listen, I can't help it if you're a bugaboo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have AOL make my email stop. 
Because you're bugging what? You're bugging who? You're bugging me. And don't you see? It ain't cool. <laughs> well, we're now bankrupt. <laughs> um, we'll be posting our new Patreon link soon. Uh, okay. What's my names? Now remember, you name both the original and the recast actors as described. Huh. Question one. To find a killer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she's relevant. <laughs> to find a killer, this FBI trainee interviewed one and found herself pursuing him ten years later. <laughs> Wait, what? Who? What? I'm gonna start over because I'm laughing. Just because we talked about her so much today. Okay. Am I naming Clarices? No, you named the. No. It's a flawed structure. You, you, you name. You don't. Okay, we know we're talking about Clarice, but you name the, the original and the recast actor. Question Ju- one. Yeah, Jodie Foster, Julianne Moore. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> okay, I couldn't. That you didn't even give me a question. You just I did it. I just laughed and said like, "You can smell your cunt," and then like, <laughs> I didn't know if I was naming Clarice's. I, I did say that part. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if it was Clarice's or Hannibal's. This <laughs> is. Man, no, I was gonna reread the question, but then I just love Clarice Starling so much. She's a goddess. Oh, okay. Okay. Were you, were you ready for question two? Sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Breathe. Question two. She had the special power to pull her friends into her dreams, a power she had to give to another upon her death. Fuck. The actresses or the characters? I don't know! Actresses! Uh, actresses! I, okay, I want the wig. Um, uh, Patricia Arquette. And... Oh! Oh! Alice! But that's not it! Um, um, um... Fucking fuck. Fuck this game! I don't know! Um, uh, Betty Sue Baloney. <laughs> um, oh, it's, um... Look at her head, it's just still talking. <laughs> just stick a pickle in her mouth. Get it, shut up. Is that severed? Not a euphemism, about... thank you. She's talking about trivia and there's a pickle in her mouth? <laughs> it's not, uh, Kelly Maroney, No. Stacy, what's your favorite day of the week? Who has a favorite day? What am I? It's not a day. It's not your favorite day. What's a day of the week? Tuesday Weld. (laughs) Right? She was in Nightmare (laughs) on Street Part 4. Yeah. Tuesday Weld, the star of Play It As It Lays by Joan (laughs) Didion. (laughs) It's, um, okay. How many days in a week are there? Sunday. No, is there an you have the right Sunday? day of the week. Oh, Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Um, is it Tuesday night? No, that's not. Yes. Right. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll know it next time. <laughs> fuck, dude. Oh, fuck. Fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs>
me. I don't hate the player. I hate the game. I designed this one. I'm glad you used the wig. I designed this one for the wig. Yeah. Because actor name, sometime, even if you know it. Yeah. That never, a Tuesday night never would have come to me. Obviously. It barely came to me with, like, every clue, except for saying, you practically said schmooze day schmite. <laughs> oh, God. Whatever. Wipe the pickle juice off the thing. Put your head up there. <laughs> Reach your hand into the jar of eggs. <laughs> And choose one! That is such a sadist. (laughs) Yeah! From the following categories. Ooh. I thought up two new categories. Your categories are the something of someone. Oh, yeah. I thought I'd give you a chance at redemption after you lost on the first question last time. (laughs) Answers are movies that are in the format the something of someone. Uh, category two, twinsies, <gasps> which are about horror movie twins. Oh, yeah. You name uh, something. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not always the movie, but. Anyway. Okay. Uh, and the third category is Les Grandes Dames, oh. where I will give you two actresses' names and you tell me the movie. They starred together in. Oh. And they are all Grand Dame Guignol films. Oh, but they all have names like Who Slew Helen? What's the matter with uh, Auntie Craig? <laughs> They're hard. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that sounds oh. like one of those bad parodies. Who, yeah, it does. Uh, I know what you did the other day when you were in a scary movie or whatever. Three Saturdays after I was never been kissed before uh, <laughs> yeah. four weddings and my funeral. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, Twinsies, The Something of Someone, shit. and Les Grandes Dames. Shit. Oh, shit. I, you know, I really want to go with Twinsies just because I love twins and I'm obsessed with the twin motif, but I... I think I want to, I, I almost feel not informed enough to be able to try. Let's go for Le Grand Dame for 500. All right, you'll get this one. Let's go, let's go. You know these, there's not that many of them. Okay, so I give you the two actresses' names, and you tell me the name of the film in which they co-starred. Oh God, I'm going to die already. <laughs> it's just naming a movie, you'll get this. All right, here we go. Ten seconds on the old clock. Question one. Betty Davis and Olivia de Havilland. Oh. Oh, that's... Um... I want the wig. <laughs> that's... I. That's... Um... Uh... It's not... It's not... It's not... Uh, who's... <laughs> um... Who slew Virginia Woolf? (laughs) Hush, hush, sweet Charlotte. That's what it is! Well, that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) All I could hear in my, or see in my head was who slew Aunt Charlotte. (laughs) And I knew that's not it. Two new categories. Well, 
dead. Business as usual around the chopping block. We got through one question between the two of us. <laughs> and all we have to show for is pickle juice and <laughs> eggs. And eggs. <laughs> What's the matter with Helen? Mm-hmm, that's one of them. Oh, that's not the answer. It was <laughs> It was Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Holy shit. <laughs> Well, it's another quality piece of programming from Gaylords of Darkness. I'm crying. <laughs> oh, it's a good time. I love the chopping block. It's so hard sometimes, even when it's, it's so incredibly easy. <laughs> right, that's the thing. I Do love you know the chopping block? I love the chopping block. Do you know, Stacy, how many messages I get? from people that say you dumb fucking bitch <laughs> why are really? you so dumb are you serious <laughs> no they don't get mean but they're like oh i was screaming the answer today <laughs> as you got it wrong again <laughs> and i always get that and i every single one of those messages i heart and i say thank you so much yeah well they might be singing a different tune if they had those footsteps coming at them that's what people don't understand yeah when the footsteps come at you that's right and suddenly your brain is like it takes eight movie titles and combines them into one and also takes away your ability to speak (laughs) (laughs) it's scary it's real scary it's hard yeah. Well, another stellar showing from us, proving that we uh, should definitely have a horror podcast. <laughs> and a game show. And a game show. <laughs> that we never advance. In. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you won. You won twice. Yeah. One you of them. Won... I don't know. I, I don't feel good about one of those wins, but. Well, you got a bonus. Yeah. And then I kind of also said the wrong answer. Oh, but it was still the right answer. It was still a correct answer. Mm. It just wasn't the intended answer. All right. I mean, you did get the movie wrong. Yeah, that's what I mean. But. And then I got it right, but because I wasn't on the clock, so I was, you know, <laughs> just yelling out words like, like I have some kind of syndrome. I don't know today's answer, though. Oh, fuck! Fuck this game! <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it all worth it. I just get hepped up, you know. Oh. oh. Well, um, if you enjoyed this, <laughs> why? You're the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, one person. Um, you can, I don't know, whatever. We're on social medias. Uh, you know, those. Also. Rock. Yeah. Huh? What? I was just going to say our handle is our name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you can like us on those. Mm-hmm. You can you give can... us reviews, too, and rate <clears throat> us. You can, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can rate us on both Facebook and iTunes. That's right. iTunes, uh, you can subscribe to us if you're not already. Uh-huh. I guess you could also unsubscribe. <laughs> no, don't tell them that. <laughs> oh, you're locked in for life. Yeah. You subscribe. That's it. Um, also, I will put out another plea for your lists of your top 20 favorite horror films for my grand Shocktober l'experiment, as the French would say, <laughs> uh, over at Final Girl. 
um, where people send in their lists, and then I compile a master list. And uh, I don't know, we count them down through the month of October. So you can go to finalgirl.rocks and read all about how to do that. I love the lists I've gotten already. People send nice messages. Some of you have good taste. <laughs> Some. <clears throat> yeah, and the rest of you have great taste. That's, uh, Aww. you know. Um, it's yeah, a shock October it. treat. I love to see the lists, and it's nice that it gives us all a little diversion. And well, and then you get to get out your red string and your adding calculator. Man, I fill out a spreadsheet. Do you spreadsheet. really? Well, yeah. Well, I keep track all by hand. <clears throat> um, I just write them down in a notebook as I'm tallying all the votes from the emails, and then when the the that process closes on September twenty third is the deadline, then I enter them all into a spreadsheet so that I can then put them in order by number of votes for the oh. countdown. Do you put in a formula in the spreadsheet? I always thought that was so cool. No, I don't know how to do that. See, I don't know how I do it either, and that's why I think it's so cool. I know, I know. I'm not that much of a nerd. No. I, I... But basically, it is laborious. <laughs> uh, obviously. And, uh, but, you know, whatever. It's something to do, so. And Lowell, <clears throat> that is one week. You said the 23rd? Yeah, that's the deadline. The end of the day, the 23rd. So that's a week from today, from this episode dropping right now today. Yeah. So you have that much time to compile your top 20 favorites. And these are favorites, like you said. These aren't yeah. classics. These aren't best of. It doesn't matter if it's a quote-unquote good movie or a bad movie. It's just whatever gives you a thrill. What would you want to watch at a moment's notice? What are your faves? Right now, what are your faves? What are your forever faves? Whatever a favorite means to you. <laughs> what are your right now permanent favorites? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Oh, I can't wait. I still have to get you mine. I've got a week to do that. That's right. How exciting. <sighs> well, I'm wiped out, man. I know. What a day. Just reach in, take an egg, sit down, enjoy the vinegar. That's my motto. It's a convoluted bumper sticker. A pickle in two eggs. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god! god. Tune in next time! Yeah! <laughs>